The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Coming to you from the betting deck. Don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. Good morning, Sunday, September 19th. We are up early breaking down these games so you don't have to be. I am Smitty with Jason. Good morning, Jason. What's going on, buddy? I am getting over the huge win by Penn State last night. Not a lot of sleep. Hard to get to sleep after a big win like that late. And uh, ready to crank on the NFL after completely embarrassing myself yesterday picking out a college football game. So, you know what? <laughs> get I'm back on the side. I'm just happy I won some college football games. After a big donut two weeks ago, I'm glad I won. I won five and seven, some really tough, heartbreaking games. The Auburn was one. But uh, college football is hard. I mean, we were talking off air, very tough to cap. um, But I'm glad I won some games. It's never over. College football, you know, in the NFL, you can get control of a game. And maybe it slips away from you, but usually it doesn't because there's just fewer possessions. College football, yeah, you're up by 15 points in the third quarter. You, it's it's a still a bit tough road to go. Like, there's still lots of time for everybody to get back in the game, and you see that when you bet it. And it's just, the back door is always open in college football. Very tough. So let's dive into some NFL here. So first game we're looking – I'm going off scores and odds for all this information. We're going to go into Carolina. You got the Saints coming into Carolina. It is at – I'm looking at minus three and a half. And the over-under is set at 44 and a half. Now, you have the Saints. I'm looking at some numbers here. Four and one ATS last five. Carolina, three, nine and one ATS last 13. But here's here's the thing. I kind of like Carolina in this. Jason, kind of talk, talk me out of this maybe. Can you talk me out of this game? What do you think? No, I'm jumping right in with you. We're, we're going into the Carolina pool this week. Uh, Saints are banged up from last week they have literally like i think two coaches it's going to look like a peewee squad out there where you've got the uh head coach offensive coordinator and the uh second coach is the defensive coordinator uh carolina was okay last week nothing spectacular but you know maybe you can fade Jameis a little here maybe you can just fade all the injuries with the saints pretty i think that was kind of an emotional game for them too i don't play emotion in the nfl too much but i think they were kind of embarrassed how the line went where they were favorites and as soon as with the jacksonville they were like huge underdogs uh, they played like it. They had a chip on their shoulder last week. I think this week is kind of a little flat. Like I said, n- no one's been in the office all week to coach or anything like that. They've gone through a ton with the hurricane. I think this is just the perfect spot to take the Panthers. doesn't mean that the Saints are better or, wor- or worse than the Panthers, but just the way the NFL goes. Yeah, I watched a lot of this game last week. You know, Sam Darnold, pretty good. 24 out of 35, 279, one touchdown. McCaffrey's the man. 21 carries, 98, and then he also caught nine balls, 89 yards. So, again, if you like player props, I'd look at him maybe for a total of rushing and receiving or just go in that because I think you're going to see a lot more of him. I'm with you. I like Carolina. I think it's a great spot. It's a great home dog spot here. So I'm probably going to – that's a heavy lean right now for me. My plays will probably do a lot of leans on the show here and then in a couple hours put my official plays out on Twitter. Coming off a 7-5 and week last week, so let's keep it going. But let's – it sounds like both of us like Carolina, so um, we'll – Yeah, I'll take the points here. I might take a little money line too. 
Oh, I like that money line too. So moving on, we're going to go into Cleveland. We got the Texans coming in against the Cleveland Browns. I'm looking at it opened at 13 and a half or 13, excuse me. And now it's up to 13 and a half over under is 47 and a half. I'll tell you what Texans five and one ATS as a dog last six Cleveland two and six ATS as favorites. It's a lot of points. And I jumped on the Texans last week. I know it was against Jacksonville, but I said, I liked, I like them. I kind of like them again this week. Now I like them more in a teaser, but Jason, what do you, what's your opinion on this game? So I actually like the Texans a little bit too. I I did not like them coming into this game. I thought that was a perfect setup to, for, uh, to catch people because, you know, the Browns played a really good game in Kansas city last week and um, looked like the team everybody thinks they're going to be. Texans had a great spot where they got a rookie quarterback at home, kind of just, you know, a team full of veterans that they've assembled in the offseason. So they're just a little more ready for week one than a fairly young team at Jacksonville. But, uh, man, Browns lost a lot on the field last week. They got their offensive line barely practiced this week. They've lost some key guys all through the team. I just uh, – I don't feel comfortable t- laying that many points knowing that they're basically playing a game where they just want to get through it and get on to next week and hopefully no more get, no more people get injured. Um, I don't think the Texans really have the firepower to pull the outright upset. So I'll probably stay away. I might lean under because I think Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunter are going to have huge days because they're just going to hand the ball off and uh, hopefully be able to run even though the Lions banged up. Um, yeah, Texans on the road. I'm just not feeling comfortable doing that at all. Yeah, I like it in a teaser. I mean, you give me up to in a six-point teaser, can right now get it up to 19 and a half. That's a lot of points in the NFL. That's, that's yeah, that's too many for Cleveland cover. They don't even have any interest in covering that at all today. They like I said, they, this is a game you just want to get through and get somewhat healthy. And you know, that team, Tyrod Taylor, I said it last week, not a bad quarterback. The guy's been in spots. He's quarterback. So again, don't turn don't the ball turn over. Be smart. Give Mark Ingram some carries because I have him on my fantasy team. So I need some, I need some wins in that too. So give him the ball. I I, I agree. I think it's going to be Texans. They're not going to win, but man, you get me 19 and a half. I like it. So I'll tell you who I think I'm going to match that up with here in a little bit. All right, moving on. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals head into Chicago. Man, this is, is this revenge? This is Andy Dalton revenge game. Is this where Andy Dalton just goes off? Come on, Andy, can you help me out? Because I have said I've been made fun of on this show that I'm a backer of Andy Dalton. So do something here. We got, man, this opened up. I don't know if this is true, Jason. Maybe you can double check on scores and odds. It said it opened up at minus five and a half. And now it is down to minus one and a half for the Bears. So I think it did open. That That's like a really old, that's a summer line. Okay. Um, all right, and then uh, it is, yeah, it is cl- Climb down here to they're laying one and a half at home. Um, yeah, since he looked alive last week, like, you know, I, I don't know how good the Vikings are right now, but, you know, they were in that game. The defensive line acquisitions they made seemed to help a lot. Um, Burrow looked good coming off injury. Um, so I, I mean, they're alive. They're still on the road. Uh, I, the line move is, is deceiving, so it almost kind of makes you think that the Bengals are the play here. Uh, yeah, I'm going to stay away because I need a little more convincing on Chicago. I watched that entire Sunday night game. I saw some flashes of things that looked good. The running game looked good at times. Montgomery looked really good. Um, but Andy Dalton could not push the ball down the field at all, and it's it's a problem. <laughs> well, I'm going to – I think I think I might have a play, and I might do Chicago in this. And I need Andy Dalton to step up because, again, if I say you know, I'm taking him and he lays another big – 
donut for me here. I, I, Andy, I'm sorry. I got to get off. I got to get off the train here, man. I got to get off your bandwagon here because, and I think I wouldn't be shocked if you see a little bit of maybe some fields action in here, sprinkled in a little bit here, but I think this is a good spot. Like you said, get the ball to Montgomery a little bit, you know, since these good numbers, nine, three and one in September games, ATS bears are three and seven. So I might be way off on this, but I am leaning right now, the Chicago bears. Yeah, I don't think you're way off because uh, Joey Burrow's got some pretty good cover numbers. He's uh, he's a modern-day Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> and, uh, no, uh, I, I think that's really the issue. Is could the Bears get some points? Because the defense looked okay, a little leaky in the back end, especially for a Bears defense. Um, yeah, it's a stay away from me because I'm not quite sold on the Bears, but at home, lane one and a half, you got to think that it's just enough, right, that they can cover that. I hope so. Moving on, we're going to go into a game I know we'll both be watching. Uh, you got the Las Vegas Raiders coming into the Pittsburgh Steelers. The line right now is Steelers minus six. The over under is at 47. Jason, what do you have on this one, man? So it's kind of funny. This line got started at five and a half. I think they kind of wanted to see where the public was going to take it. They really haven't taken it too far. Um but I like the Steelers here. I, they kind of came out of Buffalo in a lot better shape health-wise than um, Las Vegas came out of Baltimore. They got home a lot earlier. I mean, the Raiders played that late Monday night game, coming on a short rest, a 1 o'clock game on the East Coast, and basically missing a lot of defensive ends. Both Ngakwe and Nassib are questionable. I mean, Crosby's going to have to carry the weight on the pass rush. Um, missing Jacobs. Like, they're just missing a lot of their star guys. Um, and I just think, you know, it's, it's going to be a – kind of as business as usual for the Steelers It's kind of probably a little bit of a sweat covering the six, but I think they'll do it. Um, under might be a play here as well. Yeah. You know, Steelers have good numbers, five and one ATS in September games, you know, Steelers again, I was critical because it's my team. So I can be critical. I, I thought a lot of dink and dunks again last week. And I said, if you didn't know they changed offensive coordinators, you would have never thought they did. I thought it was the same style of play. Now, again, Buffalo is a very good team. I mean, that was a big win. I'm not trying to say it wasn't, but I want to see them push the ball down the field a little bit more. Is it just because their line is so bad that they do so many quick throws? What do you think on that, Jason? I think what it was is you had a lot of young players starting on the offensive line. They were trying to protect them early. So I think that's one of the reasons why you saw the very conservative game plan in the first half down 10 points at the half. They kind of get their hand forced to open it up a little bit, and it worked. You know, they got some other special teams plays and things to help them out. Uh, with Vegas missing, or at least the defensive ends being as banged up as they are, and really only having to take out Crosby as a guy that you have to focus on, I think they'll be a little more open with the playbook this week. Uh, I also want to see a little better effort from Najee Harris. He did not have a great first game. He got a lot of touches, but they weren't really uh, – no splash plays or anything like that. Um, I think that'll, that'll help them out. And the home crowd and everything else, I, th I think it's just – much different environment. I think they'll be more open with the offense. And if the defense plays as well as it did last week, it should be a pretty easy cover. Yeah, Harris had, you know, 16 carries, 45 yards, only averaged 2.8. Now, again, I've said it. If you don't have the line, I don't care who you have back there. You got to open up some holes. Now, the, the Raiders can, you know, I was impressed by um, two of their um, defense uh, ends kind of rushing last week against Jackson. I thought played extremely well. So the Steelers better be aware of that. But my key to this is, like you said, a lot of injuries. 
without Jacobs in there, I think it's going to be tough. Their offensive line is not good. They have a lot of guys out. Leatherwood, the rookie, really got picked on last week. A lot of, you know, he couldn't get block or he got holding calls on this. I think the Steelers will be all by him really, really fast because you bring Watt, Highsmith, Ingram. They have a lot of guys that can do it. I like this. I have it in a teaser. I took the Steelers in a teaser last week. I like them again. You get them down to like minus a half or even a pick them. I think the Steelers win this game. And I also think this is, they could cover this game straight up. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Q's going to be excited for this one. I know uh, you got Buffalo Bills coming in 0-1, heading to Miami, playing the Dolphins that are 1-0. Uh, Buffalo is minus three and a half and the over under is 48. What do you got on this one, Jason? So I'll tell you what, I was in Vegas last weekend, um, watched the first half of the Buffalo Steelers game, saw literally nothing to indicate the Steelers were going to turn it on the way they did. I actually went and bet Buffalo. They were getting half a point for the second half. I thought that was a great bet because they really weren't control of the game at that point. And it kind of just all got away from them. Um, you know, we talk about offensive line, and theirs looked a little shakier than it did last year. Uh, they clearly had some issues um, with the Steelers' front, and the Steelers weren't blitzing. They were actually just rushing four, which is really unusual for them. They were one of the highest blitz rate teams last year in all of football. Um, this week, they will see a blitz. Uh, Miami loves to bring pressure. They love to bring pressure with all kind of different body types and everything like that. Um, it's an interesting game because I think a lot of people are going to lean Buffalo here thinking, okay, you know, they'd kind of put, they had it late in egg last week. They're going to get out of Miami and play well. Miami didn't look all that great against New England. Probably a game that New England won on the stat sheet and lost in the scoreboard. Um, but I kind of like Miami here. Uh, kind of go against all everything I said. I, I like them in the heat in South Florida. Um, like I said, I think they're going to bring pressure. I think they're going to cause some problems for that Buffalo offense. And they'll do just enough on offense. And you're getting three and a half. I'll take that. Yeah, this one's tough because I think – you're going to sit there and go, like you just said, Buffalo should rebound and should play a lot better. You know, Dr. Brent, we had a conversation last night and he made a good point. He goes, when's Buffalo going to try to establish the run a little bit more and not run uh, the quarterback so much? Because, you know, you keep running him, something bad's going to happen there. I, You know where I'm kind of leaning here? You know, I looked again, the over-under is 48. I just think this would be a great teaser spot, taking the points up six more points and maybe taking the under in this. I just think I'm not sold to, you know, two was 16 out of 27, 202. I think they do a lot of dink and dunks with him too. And trying to just kind of stall and keep this game low scoring. I mean, again, 17, 16 last week, they beat new England here. I don't know. And Miami is a good defense too. Can Buffalo put up a ton of points? I'm not sure about that. You said about the heat too. Could some guys cramp up, be out a little bit. I think this is not a bad spot here to tease up the points and take the under. Also bring up one other thing. I, I don't like to talk about emotion too much in the NFL because this is a business, but if this spot, Miami had to be Buffalo last year, they had to be Buffalo's second team. Last week of the season to get into the playoffs, and they got absolutely destroyed. It was like 35 to nothing, I think, in the second quarter of that game at one point. I mean, you just don't see that. It looks like a college game where a team is completely shits the bed. Um, I think that will be a factor this week. I think the Flores can easily point to that. That could get guys going a little bit, uh, you know, the coming home. I just, I like Miami in the spot. I do think Buffalo's got to address some stuff. And they started slow last year, too, if everybody remembers. Their, their record wasn't horrible, but they weren't playing all that well. They really kicked it in 
sec halfway second part of the year. So uh, yeah, I'll take Miami three in a, three in the hook. I like it. I like it. Q's gonna like that too. So let's move on. Next game, we got the Rams coming into Indianapolis. Rams are one and zero. The Colts are zero and one. It uh, right now line is Rams minus three and a half. Over under is forty eight. Man, the Colts had that game too. Watching a little bit, wasn't very impressed. Um, Colts are zero and four ATS last four home games. Rams looked pretty impressive. You know, Stafford, I really like him. A lot of weapons, you know, Cooper Cup, Woods, you know, they can they can throw it around here a little bit. And I, again, my I had the Rams. I had the Rams winning the Super Bowl this year. That was my sneaky uh, little different play there for the Super Bowl. But I'll tell you, I don't know, Jason. There's something about this today that this kind of reminds me of the Carolina game a little bit. I think Indianapolis kind of rebounds and makes this game interesting. What do you think? Yeah. So I'm I'm with you on that. I think and I hear a lot of listening to some podcasts this week. A lot of people talking themselves into the Colts from that premise, right? It's, it can't look much worse. Second game in a row at home, um, and you know, getting a team coming off a nice big win, you know, prime time. Oh, they're overvalued. I don't think they are. I'm actually I'm I'm debating here. I kind of want to see the injury report as guys go because Indianapolis is still really banged up, and they actually got more guys banged up last week. Uh, Darius Leonard barely practiced this week. That's that he's their whole defense. I mean, he makes that whole thing go. Quentin Nelson and still questionable coming into this to start. I think their left tackle is also questionable coming into the start. Quiddy Pay, defensive end, but they really like like they just have a bunch of dudes like who are on the fence whether they're going to go or not. And uh, LA kind of came out of the game pretty clean, right? Stafford looked the part. I just think. I think this is a game a lot of you're gonna hear a lot of sharps convincing you to take the Colts on. And I actually am going to go with the Rams. I think they're just in a lot better position as a football team right now. And I don't think the, the road trip will bother them as much. I, I'm willing to actually lay the three and a half, even though I love taking three and a half home dogs. Um, just because I just don't think the Colts have enough right now to to beat a team's quality of the Rams. Yeah, Wentz, you know, played pretty well. Looking at his numbers, 25 out of 38, 251, two touchdowns. Taylor, 17 carries, only 56 yards, 3.3. You would think that would still be a problem this week going against that Rams, um, you know, defensive line. This could be kind of tough for him. He did catch six balls for 60 yards. Um, yeah, this is I, – I, the only way I'd play this is maybe in a teaser spot here, and I would take the Colts up to maybe nine and a half at home and try to roll that. That would be probably my, other than that, it's probably a stay away from me, but maybe, um, you know, maybe the, the points here, could they try man 48, you take it up six more, maybe do a teaser under in this one. But I think the best play, if you're a teaser guy, like I am in the NFL, I would probably take the Colts up to nine and a half and try, but I think the Rams would, you might be uh, a pretty good play there also, Jason, on that. All right, moving on. Let's go into – we're going into Philadelphia. you got the San Francisco 49ers, 1-0, coming off a win against Detroit Lions, playing the Philadelphia Eagles, which just completely destroyed the Atlanta Falcons last week. The line right now is San Francisco minus three, over under is 49.5. Thoughts on this one, Jason? So uh... – I was really down on the Eagles coming into the season, but it is pretty clear that uh, injuries last year really had an effect on this team because they played really well week one, and it was just a, a complete effort all around, right? And uh, I didn't have a lot of faith in their head coach. thought he was kind of uh, a bit clownish uh, in the offseason, but he seems to actually have 
have a pretty good grasp of the mentals of that team. I find that he's the quarterback, even though they have some guys on that roster that could probably be pretty comparable backups for some other teams. Um, yeah, San Francisco lost a lot of guys last week uh, in that game against Detroit, which would probably crushed everybody if you bet it on Sunday um, because that game was so over. And then, you know, we were in Vegas, so obviously all the games are on. And you're kind of like, keep your eye on that, like, 49ers-Lions game, which is a little off to the side. Did you see the Lions kind of creep in, kind of creep in? And uh, really lost only because there's a couple splash plays by the Niners. Um, yeah, I just, you know, you lose. Um, I'm trying to look at all the guys that they have lost. So they're playing Elijah Mitchell's now. They're starting running back. But you know with Shanahan that there'll be a rotation of some type. Uh, Armstead's questionable. D Ford looks like he's going to go. They've lost both their starting corners are out. Uh, lost their lead running back already. Kinlaw has a question. Like, So, you know, you're seeing injury luck with San Francisco happen again. Uh, going on the road, Jimmy G, I will take the birds at home, getting the points. I like the home dog action there. I think, you know, I just think the Eagles are in a real good spot, um, surprisingly. Uh, and I'm willing to bet on them again this week that they're going to go and uh, pull, I guess, another upset. Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, San Francisco's 3-7 and seven ATS last 10. Eagles are 5-1 and one ATS at home. And they're, they're great numbers as a home dog. Man, the Eagles are where it's at. You know, Hurts, I like Hurts. I've said it. The kid's a competitor, played very well in college in both spots where he was. Uh, Smith, the rookie wide receiver, caught a touchdown last week. I have him on one of my fantasies, so keep doing that. But, yeah, I like this spot, too. I I, I love this in a teaser. I mean, you give me the Eagles uh, plus nine at home. I love that, man. And I agree with you. Maybe, maybe take this would be, I think, take the plus three. Take the money line too in this, man. Absolutely. Take, take Absolutely. a chance on this, man. But again, if you like teasers, and I do, I'm taking this in a teaser. I think this is a good game, and I think the Eagles could get off to a 2 0 start. All right, moving on. We're going to go into Jacksonville. You got the Denver Broncos with Mr. Teddy Bridgewater, ATS covering machine against Jacksonville Jaguars. 0 oh, 1. You got the line at Denver is minus six with the over under at 45 and a half thoughts. <sighs> this is one of those games. This is another one where you're going to hear a lot of people tell you to take Jacksonville. I can't do it. Uh, I, I just, I really can't. It's just like, <laughs> I just think the lack of NFL experience on their coaching staff is kind of killing them a little bit. Um, and you can see the week one, just uh, who they're getting the ball to, which is really the most important part of NFL football uh kind of quest week um I think Denver's is you know a really good team like I think they just have a lot of pieces now granted they lost uh, Judy which is a big loss right but their wide receiver course probably as deep as any in the NFL I mean maybe no studs but I mean one through four just talented guys um you know it's it's six is a lot especially on the road I think the second week in a row right you're going to Florida we saw Green Bay struggle with the the heat in Florida. Um, I, I'm going to pass. If I had to take, I'd probably take Teddy Covers, though he usually covers as a dog, not a favorite. Um, I think this is really going to be an interesting – this is really the week where he judges the Jaguars and whether the coaching is working because uh, this is a spot that they could do well in. Didn't really get too banged up last week. Um, and I said, catching Denver, second road game in a row, probably should be competitive. We'll see if they are. You know, it's bad when after week one, there's rumors that your head coach might resign and go to USC. I mean, it's not good. <laughs> there has to be so much going on that the media is seeing that we aren't seeing that you're hearing that stuff come out. 
Well, I heard, I read, and I can't remember the site. Oh, where? Maybe you're seeing the stuff that happened with Saban in uh, Miami, where you're like, just rubbing guys wrong, right? And just already losing credit. Well, I, I, I read off a site, and I can't remember. I wish I could remember the site to give it credit. But it was a good article, and they just said that supposedly he just flips out Myers. Like, they just said, they said he has a very short temper with his coaching staff, with players, and they just said that's not going to fly in the NFL. It flies in college because the guys can they can transfer, but they yeah. have to they have to put up with it. They said in the NFL, some of these guys, it's just not going to work. And I think there's problems there already. I I don't and I did not. I, yeah, I, because you know what? they're the ones getting paid all the money. Yeah, and I didn't like the hire. I just don't. I don't know. I don't think he's going to do much. I think if he wants to get back into coaching, he should have came back to college and done that. Yeah, this is a tough spot. I mean. Like I said, Teddy Bridgewater, man, just covers ATS. I mean, Jacksonville's uh, one in four last five ATS. I don't, you know, the six, like you said, could they, could this be a better spot for Jacksonville? Yeah, maybe. I love, again, teaser it, tease it down to a pick them and take Denver. I think Denver wins the game. Like you said, Judy, the injury to him, that hurts, but they're very deep. Like you just said a couple minutes ago, very deep. Defense is very good. Bridgewater, again, maybe not a flashy um, play there at quarterback, but the guy just doesn't make mistakes. It's funny. So we were up we were up at the pub watching the games. Uh, watch, I was watching the Steeler game, and there was a Denver fan that came in with a Drew Locke jersey, and I asked him straight up. I said, are you mad about the quarterback position? And he's like, absolutely. He's like, "There's." he goes, there's no reason why Drew Locke's not our quarterback. He'll be our quarterback by week. And he said something. And I looked at Q and I said, you know what, man, Teddy Bridgewater, I, I get it. He's not flashy, but the guy just does not make a ton of mistakes. And if you had that on a great defensive team, you're going to win some games. Look at, look at Trent Dilfer. All he did was win the Super Bowl. They had a great defense. Now, I'm not saying Denver's defense was that Ravens defense, but they're pretty good. No, Teddy Bridgewater is a starter for games exactly like this. Like, this is the game where Drew Locke goes in there and throws three picks in the first half, and you're down by 10 to the Jaguars on the road, right? And you're, you're having to hustle to get back. This is the game that Bridgewater will not lose you, that gets you into the playoffs, that gets you the week off. You know, you know what I mean? Like, this, these are the ones where people don't think about when they make those decisions. Yeah, Drew Locke may have more upside. He may make the flashier throw. But Teddy's not going to put you in a bad situation. You're going to rely, rely on your running game on the road and your defense. You're going to get out of Jacksonville with a win. And that's really all that matters. And that's why he's the starter. And that's why Drew Locke's probably uh, looking for work next week or next year. Good point. Good point. Everybody, give Teddy a chance. Look at his ATS numbers. Crazy. All right. Moving on. Moving on here. We got New England heading into to play the Jets. Both teams are 0-1. Uh, New England is minus six. The over under is at 43. This, I, you know, I said to Jason off air here coming on, I was impressed with, well, both these quarterbacks. I like Matt Jones. I think he's a really, really good quarterback. And I said, man, what a great place for him to go was New England. Great system for him. I think he's going to be fantastic. The Jets, I thought Zach Wilson, and I'm a Jack, or Zach uh, I just said Jack Wilson. See, Jason has a pirate hat on, and I was thinking old pirates there. Jack, old Jack. Also a Jack Wilson fan. A little Jack Wilson, <laughs> Freddie Sanchez double play combo there. Back to Zach Wilson. Let me get my Wilsons right here. I thought he played. I thought he played well. I thought he had some unbelievable throws. Jets just don't have a lot of talent right now around him. You know, I think this is. 
I think this is a good spot for New England. I'm not sure the minus six. I, that might be a little bit much. I, You know where I'm going with this, Jason. I like New England. and I'm going to keep saying it, man, because I'm a teaser guy. I like this. Tease them down to get a pick them. And I think New England will be able to run the ball and play a little bit more defense. And Mac Jones will maybe outperform him just slightly because of the better team around him. I like New England in a teaser. Yeah, I, I like New England here too. I just, the, I'll probably pass just because of laying six with a rookie quarterback in his first road start. But, you know, you look at the offensive stats from last week for New England, you know, they averaged 46 yards a drive. That's pretty good, especially with a rookie quarterback. Like you look at the numbers from last week and they should have won that game. There's no question there. I mean, obviously, you know, a little turnover, uh, bad luck, and they lose the game in a close one, right? But you know, the Jets, people were enamored with their second half, but their offense had 12 drives and they averaged 20 yards a drive. So, you know, maybe getting a little too high on Zach Wilson. Like I said, he, he showed flashes. He showed like he's getting it, which is encouraging, right? But like you said, the, the talent level between these two teams is not comparable. Jets lose their left tackle probably for at least half the season, if not more. They're shifting guys around up front. I think the English front seven showed last week they're actually going to be pretty good. Um, so yeah, I think the teaser actually with, uh, the Patriots, I'm not a big teaser guy, but this is an excellent spot. Like that, that six is a little bit of a scary line just because I think this is gonna be a low scoring game where the Jets don't do much and the Patriots do just enough to win. Um, and I like the teaser call. I will pass though. I, I really think about, it. I just don't want to lay the six on the road with new England. All right. Good info there. Next game. We're in four Oh five here on Fox. We got Minnesota Vikings own one. Heading into Arizona Cardinals, which is their 1-0. The line is Arizona's minus four. Over-under is at 50 and a half. Jason, I'm going to let you go because they're, you know, I, I kind of like a team here in a teaser. But, man, there's a lot of injuries on one of these teams. Can you go into the injury report here? Yeah, I think the Vikings still struggling uh, to kind of get that lineup. So, first of all, Arizona is completely healthy, and they looked really good. I watched a lot of this game. It was on the TVs I could clearly see. Um, Tyler Murray, who is a – I would say uh, we, we love and hate on this podcast. Um, he looked phenomenal. I mean, he had some plays out there where he was just literally clowning Titan defenders and looked every bit of uh, over one number one overall draft pick. Um, but you go to the Vikings, Anthony Barr's out. That is a key player on their defense. Their left tackle they drafted, Darshaw, will not play today, too. So they're still shuffling guys around up front. Everson Griffin, unfortunately, in a car accident, he will be out. So you're looking, where's the pass rush coming from against a team that loves to throw the ball in Arizona? Um, Eric Kendricks is questionable. He is a key linebacker for them. And I think they're also missing a corner of Harrison Hand. So defense is banged up. And I know a lot of people like the Vikings in this spot, thinking they don't look as – they're not as bad as they look last week. And Arizona can't be – as good as they looked last week well i don't know <laughs> so i think you know a lot of that four is definitely going to entice a lot of money on the vikings today i think especially late i think you might see that line squeeze down to like three and a half or three um but i actually like the cardinals here i think that uh, early season cliff kingsbury is different than late season cliff kingsbury so I, I will lay the four with the cardinals i think they're in a good spot i think they're a lot healthier and i, I think the Vikings are going to struggle a bit yeah, Minnesota really let me down. So I gave out last week a three-team money line uh, parlay, and it was the Texans, Carolina, and Minnesota. 
So Minnesota let me down there, two cooks fumbling, uh, ready to go into field goal range to maybe win the game. I think it was an OT and he fumbled and then the Bengals went down and kicked the field goal and won the game. Yeah, I, I you know, I kind of have this and that's why, again, I'm saying leans right now on the show. I'll put out my card. I did have Minnesota in a teaser and up to about 10, but man, that is a lot of injuries. That's a lot. And again, what kind of, you know, Kirk Cousins, do you get the good Kirk? Or do you get, you know, the bad last week, you know, pretty good numbers. They do have some good offensive weapons there, but man, their defense just Cincinnati was up and down the field a little bit on them. So that scares me a little bit. So, and Murray, like you said, he did put on a show because we had, we had Tennessee. I know I had Tennessee and watching the game, he just really put on it. Like I said, he put on a show and I'm not high on him at sometimes, but you know, he can, man, when he, when he's on it's, it's video game. Like, yeah, no, he was feeling it last week, Lori. You could just tell that he was kind of feeling good. Now, the one concern I have a little bit with last week, Arizona, that and I what I'm looking at it. Their average line of scrimmage, where they got the ball on offense, was 42 and a half. So, because you look at their offensive numbers, they only averaged about 33 yards of drive, which is kind of right in the middle, if not on the bottom side. So they didn't really have to go far. And it did seem like they were always threatening because um they had the ball in really good field position. That may not happen today. So they might have to do a little more work. So that might bring that forward and a play with the Vikings. Like I said, the Vikings were any bit healthier. I would definitely take them there here, but uh, just, I don't see where the pass rush comes from today for them. They're going to need it. Um, and Arizona, obviously last week played a, a real run heavy team in Tennessee and fared fairly well. I mean, Tennessee didn't do anything to the point where I, I missed my over in probably one of the worst beats of the weekend where it was 51 at the end of the third quarter and uh needed to get the 53 and did not get there thank you <laughs> thank you thank you miss gold i brutal just brutal to see that happening that's I a think bad, the, worst, that's a bad the worst part was that i recognized it was going to happen at the end of the third quarter i'm sitting there and i can see the offense slow down a little bit and i'm like okay 50 I, what, you know somebody's gonna score Tennessee's gonna get that touchdown where arizona doesn't care and it never happened that i'm watching the time run down i'm like oh god no, no. It, it just, I think it would have been better if I just didn't realize it happened. But to see it kind of all play out in front of you, you're just kind of begging the table. Like you just move on, right? That's why you. Yeah, uh, you you move on, and yeah, there you go. What what game is the Sunday night game? And you just move on, or what's that late at? You know, you what's the late to. afternoon game I can get? So that's the way it is. All right, moving on. We're gonna go into uh, Tampa Bay. You got the Atlanta Falcons own one heading into Tampa Bay, which is one and zero. Uh, line right now, big line, minus 12 and a half for Tampa Bay. Over under is 51 and a half. Jason, is that way too high of a line? Probably just because Tampa's got some injuries in, uh, injuries in the secondary. Early morning catching up to me here. Uh, Pierre Paul did not practice this week. That might be, they call it a hand. That might be just more of rest. Uh, Antonio Brown also did not practice on Friday. He's got a little bit of a knee. So, I mean, you know, they got a little dinged up on, on a Monday night, or sorry, Thursday night, and, uh, you know, looked a little vulnerable on the back end. I don't know if Atlanta can take advantage of that. I don't think they can. I just think that's a lot of points. I think this is your overreaction game, right? I don't know if Atlanta really threatens them from a, a winning the game perspective, but maybe they just hang around. Um, we'll kind of get to – we'll get a little referendum on Arthur Smith here, right, how good of a coach he is. He basically took the blame last week to say, I didn't have him ready. So – you know, I don't think you really want to say that the week before you're playing the Super Bowl champs who bring back everybody. But I, I think I would take the points because I do think Tampa, they've got a couple injuries here at Mountain Up, especially in the secondary. This might be a game where they want to get out of here similar to Cleveland. Um, may not go full pedal. Uh, you might be able to backdoor something here with the Falcons. 
Yeah, I mean, we we had the Falcons in the uh, podcast challenge against big fat winners, and I mean, man, that was that was kind of you know I got to take the blame on that one because I kind of liked them, and so did Maddie, and we went with that and watching that game and the Falcons were moving at times and then they would just stall in that game and they just could not do anything and they could not stop Philadelphia. Is it going to be this bad? I don't know. You would think Matt Ryan can get it going a little bit because that's secondary Thursday when they played Dallas Thursday, Tampa's secondary was bad. You would. Yeah, hope- it was real bad. I mean, but obviously, you know, Dallas three really good wide receivers, only two now Gallup. But we'll get into that during that game. But, um, yeah, no, they just were far more talented, uh, like where you can tell a team, that's really the weakness of that defense. Uh, the, the blitzes aren't getting home. The pressure's not getting home. I think you can pick on Tampa Bay's corners and safeties a little bit, um, but you have to have some guys to do it. I don't know if Atlanta has the guys. Like, you know, Pitts will be there eventually. I think tight ends take a long time to develop. It's just It's a scheme thing. It's the way the game's played thing. Ridley's obviously a really good player, but besides him, you're kind of like, um, I don't know who else is out there. Um, yeah, they, they averaged 20 yards a drive last week, which is pretty bad. Uh, but I think this is, I think you just, you hold your nose and maybe take the points. I don't know. I, I'm starting to talk myself out of it now. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm the teaser king for a reason. And I love taking the two biggest lines and taking them up. And I talked earlier about the Texans heading into Cleveland, taking that up six points. This is where I'd match it with. I think, again, if you can get them up to 18 and a half here, Atlanta, that's a lot of points against a very iffy secondary that I think Matt Ryan can put some points on the board. I'm not saying they're going to win. I don't even know if they, I don't care if they cover the 12 and a half, just don't cover the 18 and a half because I like it in a teaser. Give me the teaser, take the Falcons up to 18 and a half. All right, go ahead. Okay, moving on. We're going to go, man, that's a team we just kind of talked about a second ago. Do they have to rebound? You got Tennessee Titans 0-1, heading out to a very tough environment in Seattle with the Seahawks, which is 1-0. Line is minus 6.5 for Seattle. Over under is 53.5. Man, this is a team that better show up this week because they could get run out of the they are stadium again, I think here, very tough environment. What can Tennessee do Jason to maybe win this game, but, or at least for our listeners cover the spread. Well, I think they got to run the football. Um, you know, Seattle was pretty decent against the run last year. Pretty. That's probably the one side of their defense that was actually fairly decent. Um, I think they were 10th in DVOA against the run. Um, the, but they have to, like, that's their identity, right? Is run Henry. Everything works off of that. Um, and they never got that going last week at all. It just was this, you, you know, it's kind of funny because last year they had a bunch of games where they got down and the offense kind of just came alive and they got themselves back into it. Cleveland's one I think of off the top of my head where they were getting pounded and then it got really, really interesting at the very end. That that offense did not show up. And I don't know if it's a coordinator change or whatever, but um, yeah, I just, you know, this spot, Seattle at home, Early in the season is really tough to go against. I know it's it's this is easily a game where you can do the same thing that uh, we were just talking about, where Seattle looked really good at Indy on the road, coming home, and then you got Tennessee who laid a complete stinker at home, going on the road, but you just you don't know where these teams are at, and maybe Seattle's a little overvalued. I don't know that they are. I'll probably pass because the line six and a half, but if I had to take one, I really would go Seattle here. I I didn't see anything from Tennessee redeeming at all. Both sides of the ball stunk, so. Um, that's really what you're playing is that they can't be this bad and they're going to bounce back this week. 
Yeah, I mean, this is, do you remember, so when they made that Julio Jones trade, it was so funny. I love how, like, the media and even people on, like, social media, they go, like, oh, we're Super Bowl bound. Well, you might be, you might be staring at an 0-2 here pretty quick. And I'll tell you what, what I saw, because I watched a lot of that game, too. Jason said it well. Both sides were just garbage. And I agree. I mean, I have Henry on one of my fantasy teams. I'm looking at right now, he had 17 carries. 58 yards, averaging 3.4. 17 carries for that guy? Well, they got down. So well, they, they I, I understand it, right? that. I, they, so, I mean, so they took him out of the game by just getting points on him. Um, and, but, you know, that's the one thing, unfortunately, with a back like Henry. He's not, you know, you can't really use him as all the, all the passes to the offense, like some other backs that are of that quality. Um, but, yeah, no, it was just brutal. Like, but I, but like, I said to Q, I said, even when they got down, I was like, when they got the ball, I'm like, okay, pound the ball a little bit here. Just kind of get your defense off the field, get some rest, run the ball, get back into your style of play here a little absolutely. bit. And, and, man, that just didn't happen. And, again, like you look at Brown had four catches, 49 a touchdown. Julio Jones, three catches, 29 yards. So a, not a very good performance there. Uh, coming out. Yeah, they, they, I mean, you summed it up. It was, it was ugly. This is again, this place is going to be rocking there today. I love this in a teaser. This is going to be a play. I love the Steelers down as a pick them or a half, whatever you can get it at. And I like matching them up with Seattle. I think Seattle wins the game. The Steelers will win the game. I think that's an easy teaser for you. If you want a teaser play on this beautiful Sunday morning. All right, moving on. This is, this is an interesting game, I think. We're going to get 425 CBS. You got the Dallas Cowboys, the American team, everybody thinks. 0-1, heading out to Los Angeles Chargers. I'm, I'm so proud of myself because it's early in the morning, and I've been up really early this morning. I did not call them the San Diego Chargers because I do that all the time. So maybe I'm getting better at that. Uh, you got the Chargers minus three. Over under 55. Man, is this a Mac game? Is this a whack game? What are we doing here, Jason? That's a lot of points. What do you think? It's a lot of points, but uh you can kind of see what well, it is kind of interesting too, because the Chargers, even though they moved the ball a good bit against the uh Washington football team, you know, I think 46 yards per drive they averaged, which is really good. Um, weren't real efficient in the red zone, and that's gonna be a challenge for them too, because I, I like Austin Eckler as a player, but he's not a goal line uh inside the 10 running kind of running back, and they really don't have that body type um to kind of do that. You know, Dallas played well on Thursday night, um, but it wasn't because, like, the defense showed at all. Like, the offense kind of just held serve against Tampa Bay, and uh, they got some turnovers and uh, kind of hung in it. Then going on the road, this is a Dallas team that lost some pieces this week. Like, you know, we talk about the injuries, and this is a good example of a team where you kind of really need to check who's not going to show up because, you know, you kind of get a little influence. Like you just said, over under is 55. They look like they can move the ball up and down the field with the wide receivers. Dak looks pretty healthy, not 100% healthy, but looked pretty healthy with the arm. But then Marcus Lawrence is not going to play, and Michael Gallup is not going to play, and Randy Gargoyle probably not going to come off. So you wonder where the pass rush is going to come from for the Cowboys who want to play that Seattle 4-3. Um, just a little too much maybe. Um, probably if there is a, a cover of the over, it's going to come with a backdoor situation where maybe the Chargers get up and just give up yards just to get the game over with. Um, their defense wasn't exactly stellar last week either. They gave up 32 yards of drive to a Washington football team offense that didn't didn't look too great on a Thursday night. 
I, I like the Chargers here just because I think the overreaction is actually with the Cowboys, not the Chargers. Justin Herbert looked every bit of part. I still don't understand how he looks so awful at Oregon because he looks phenomenal as an NFL quarterback. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and the Chargers won a game that they always lose. Like that's that was the classic. Somehow, some way, Washington kicks a field goal to win it, and you sit there with your money line and, and you're saying, "What the hell just happened?" Um, you know, and that's probably just coming in with the new coaching staff, kind of just, and that's the hardest thing to change. I think is getting rid of that kind of late game loser mentality. I like the Chargers who lane to three. I think that that's an easy line for them to cover. Um, a lot of points. I don't know about 55 though. That's, that's a little nervous for me just because, um, it seems like both teams play. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's probably in play, but I'm not going to play it. Well, yeah. I mean, I was, I was very impressed. Dallas is an unbelievable offense. I mean, Dak did, he didn't look like he missed a beat what he was doing. Now, again, we just talked about a couple minutes ago, Tampa Bay's secondary was not that great. CC lambs, very talented. Um, um, man, I'm missing the, the main Mari Cooper, Mari Cooper. Thank you. When I lost it there for a second. Uh, and I, I do like Gallup now Gallup's hurt. We said, but they have a lot, they have a lot of weapons. I like Dallas is both. They're two tight ends also. Now the one lost me a player prop bet by like, uh, I think a yard, but, um, with receiving yards, but I like their tight ends. Yeah. This, this is a tough game. I I'd like to see, and I'm not saying this cause I have Ezekiel Elliott on one of my fantasy teams, but I'd like to see, and get him a little bit more carries. And I really like Pollard too, coming off the bench as a backup there. Um, kind of pretty good speed there as a backup running back there for Dallas too. try to establish the run a little bit because Dallas to me, even with all those weapons, don't score too fast because if that defense is on the field a lot, you have some problems. I'd like to see them maybe run the ball a little bit more, maybe give that defense a little bit, some, some breaths on the sidelines, slow it down a little bit, score your points. I'm not saying don't try to score, but I think this is a tough spot. I, you know, I was leaning maybe Cowboys in a teaser here. I'm probably going to just completely pass on this game. The over-under is a lot, but again, Dallas is, this, this could start going a little crazy. So tough call here, probably stay off this, but um, if I would do anything here, maybe the Cowboys in a teaser. Now I'm going to actually change that. I looked a little more at this injury report. I did not realize Chris Harris will not play for San or for Adams did it Six. Los Angeles. And uh, they also missing their starting safety Nazir Adderley. So secondary for LA a little beat up, you know, not, you know, obviously Gallup off, maybe offsets that a little bit, but um That'll be interesting. That might lend me to take the over just because there might be uh, some opportunities there for Dallas to put up some points in the, the, uh, the, uh, I was it again, Los Angeles secondary. Uh, but yeah, I, other than that, I really like the chargers in this spot. I do think the uh, Dallas defense, not quite there, kind of a work in progress and uh, we'll see it here week two. All right, let's get into this Sunday night game, Sunday night, eight twenty kickoff NBC. You got the Kansas city chiefs want to know, Heading into Baltimore Ravens, which is 0-1. You have the line right now. Kansas City is favorite at minus 3.5. Over-under is 53.5. Thoughts on this one? Uh, just take Kansas City and don't even worry about it because this is just a matchup heck for uh, the Ravens. They have not fared well against this scheme at all. Um, all the things that they did on Monday night that uh, Las Vegas took advantage of, KC can do with better players. <laughs> They cannot get away with playing zero coverage like they tried to so many times in that game and got burned. Um, yeah, it's just a real bad matchup. I mean, you look at – sometimes it just works that way in the NFL where the schemes don't match up. I mean, the Steelers forever could not beat the Patriots, even if they could go out and destroy everybody else, just because the Patriots knew how to attack them. 
Um, that seems to be the case here. KC seems to have a really good understanding of how to get ahead, uh, force Baltimore into a passing situation, and just kind of, you know, they, Baltimore can't score with them. And I don't. I think that's what happens today. Um, you know, you, you look at that, you see a team of the quality of Baltimore at home getting points. You're kind of like, oh, you got to be kidding me, right? That's perfect uh, contrarian play, but I just don't see it. I just – I really like KC just to rule here just because I said it's just a bad matchup for the Ravens. I know they're getting up to four now, but, you know, they got really banged up too. Um, I think they're both starting corners playing, missing this week. I know they're losing uh, – Humphrey's questionable. Jimmy Smith's questionable. Um, Derek Wolf's questionable. Uh, also, Stanley, the left tackle, may not play. That means Villanueva moves the left tackle. Villanueva. Wave struggled just as much as Leatherwood did on Monday night, where he looked. He looked. You saw the reasons why he's not in Pittsburgh, uh, where he just was getting pushed around by some not so great defensive ends for the uh, Las Vegas. So yeah, I just I think it's Casey rules here. Uh, it's just a bad matchup for the Ravens. Uh, you'll hear a lot of people talking you into taking the points here, but it's not worth it. Now Jackson's zero and three lifetime against Kansas City. I mean, he just hasn't done much here. You know, Kansas City's pretty good numbers, 12 and three last 15 in September. Yeah, just it's not a great, it's just not like Jason said, it's to me, it's not a great matchup. You're coming on a short week, you know, you got banged up, you're banged up. And I mean, you've already been banged up, and now you have oh, yeah. more to it. I just, yeah, I it's not a good spot here. I just don't see them being able to cover here. Um, you know, I to me, they try to throw make Jackson more of a pocket passer a little bit when they played the Raiders. And I'm sorry. I just, I got told by somebody on social media, he was going to put on a show and at times he did, but other times he went on strings of like, Oh, and five, Oh, and seven in passes. I just don't think his accuracy is the greatest as a quarterback, um, as a pocket passing quarterback. They don't have that great run game right now that they that's what they're usually set on with him. Then you could run with him and then pound the running back. They don't have that right now. Now they brought Murray uh, did run the ball a little bit. I think they activated Freeman. Um from the practice squad. I don't think bell is activated. I think he's still on, but again, what are those guys? Are they stars? I don't know. They're okay, but they're not great. I mean, they wouldn't be bouncing around the waiver wire waiting for somebody to get picked up by it's a bad spot here. I, I absolutely would take Kansas city in this spot. Yeah, Kansas city also gets the honey badger back this week. Uh, they said they're actually improving on their injury health while the Ravens, like you said, they've been decimated and you know, Le'Veon Bell, you know, uh, you hear a lot of talk about that, but he is such a terrible fit for that scheme where you need a guy who's going to go one cut and go. You can't have him dancing. Like, it just doesn't fit with the offense. I don't think he'll last long there because they'll recognize it just doesn't work. Um, not and, you made a great, back. and you made a great point with Bill and Wave, and I said the same thing. I said it to somebody this week. I said, man, no wonder he, he wasn't brought back in Pittsburgh because <laughs> he, he was not good. He got – he he was getting – they were zipping by him and pushing him around. So not, I, yeah, I, I can't believe seemed like Baltimore really wanted him. And I just, it was a head scratcher. I don't know why they did it. Cause I think his time's done in the NFL. Well, I think you like the intangibles with a guy like that. He seems to be a good locker room guy and uh, just kind of someone you can, but yeah, you just see he's a big, tall offensive tackle and people have figured out that you can get underneath him and kind of get him off his feet and then run right around him. And boy, Las Vegas did that all night. Yes, they did. All right. Monday night, last game of the week. We are heading to 
Green Bay, you got the Detroit Lions coming in at 0-1, facing, man, maybe the biggest head-scratcher in week one, the Green Bay Packers scoring three points. Um, so Green Bay, man, minus 11 and a half at home against Detroit. Jason, can the Lions pull the upset? Probably not, but can they cover the spread? No. <laughs> I, I, I think the Packers take out all their frustrations from last week on the Lions. Lions were feisty, man. I, I, I know people make fun of Dan Campbell, but I think the primary reason he was hired was to get that team loving football again because I think Patricia just took all the soul out of that team. Um, yeah, they had really good players who wanted the hell out of there and have left, like Quadre Diggs and um, some other guys. I think Campbell has got that. Like the Lions are playing with passion. They're playing like they're having fun. I mean, that was a really gutsy effort last week to come back in a game that they could have easily mailed it in because they were getting smoked in the third quarter of that game. And uh, they were they feisty. They fought to the end, right? They got the new quarterback look good. Everything looks great. Jamal Williams looked good. But, you know, he got a little dinged up. Terrell Williams is not going to come back for them. Brockers is questionable. Flowers is questionable. You know, that defense was awful last week. And uh, you're losing probably your two best players. Uh, the Packers, like I said, just got embarrassed on national TV. Aaron Rodgers got embarrassed on national TV. I do not want to play a pissed off Aaron Rodgers. Um, he, historically, he has tortured the Lions, and I do not think that ends today. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I was shocked. I mean, this was one that just – and I had I had the Saints. I took the Saints. So, you know, I won that. But, man, I never thought – if you would have said going into that game, Green Bay is going to score three, I would have been like, you're crazy. Three points, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, the weapons, some of the weapons they have, no way. But it happened, and that's why we love the game so much. Yeah, this – I mean, it's a lot of points, and the Lions did got, – they got down big, and they fought back and made that game somewhat close uh, against San Francisco here. This would probably be a hard pass for me in this. I think it's a lot of points, but, I mean, if I – if you want some action, I think Green Bay, they show up and they they cover it. But um, it's probably a pass for me, so – Tough, tough spot there for Detroit, but I think Green Bay will win the game. But man, 11 and a half, a lot of points. Jason, it is a lot of points. If you like the lines, you want to take the points, it's because maybe they run the football and Green Bay isn't exactly great against defending the run. They got torched last week. And that's another reason why I like Green Bay is that, you know, in the NFL, when you get run over, there's usually a solid response the other way the next week, where even if the team isn't a good run defense, they'll play good that week. Uh, it's because they basically got embarrassed on film uh, on Monday. So, uh, but yeah, there's not a lot of, I like the lines. Though. I like what Dan Kibble's doing. He may be a character, but uh, he, he's clearly got their minds in the right spot. Now it's just time to get the right bodies in the right spots. Two things, two things I want to hit on, and then we can maybe do one more quick, um, just leans for our audience here or even plays if we're really locked in on it. But two uh, player props um, from, I saw it on bet trends on uh, Twitter. Waller, the tight end for, Las Vegas, I about just said Oakland, Las Vegas Raiders. Um, his receiving yard is over in the last six games. So if you want to look at his receiving yards, he has hit the over six straight times in that. Uh, and another one I thought was interesting, again, from and from Bet Trends, is Russell Wilson under pass prop is under nine straight. He's sitting at 280 today. Really? If I read that correctly this morning, 
Yeah, I don't think uh, the one thing in that game, especially with the under, is that neither offense is particularly fast in uh, the Seattle-Tennessee game. So you're probably going to see some really long possessions, even if they don't move a lot of yards. Uh, so that will obviously lend to an under just because you're not going to get a lot of chances to throw for yards. So, um, yeah, that's interesting. I would have thought he would have gone over at least a little bit because they relied on him so heavily. I'm just looking at it again. Russell Wilson has gone under his pass yards prop in nine straight. So I think that's a great example of Vegas understanding public perception versus actual stats. So there you go. So a little great site there. Bet trends on follow them on Twitter. They have always really good information. And I, that's one of my go-to. I really enjoy them. They have good information. So, so I just want to, let's just recap kind of, I'm going to go leans right now. Cause I'm going to kind of sit back here, listen to some more things. And then I'll put my plays out on our Twitter handle here, but I do want to throw old man in the garage. Old man in the garage did have a tough loss. He always does money line dogs. Uh, he starts the season at 0-1. He is coming back this week. Oh, he's going against me here. So we're going to have a nice trash talk throughout <laughs> the day here. He loves the Cincinnati Bengals. So old man in the garage loves Love the Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bengals. So hopefully the Bears play well so I can just talk smack all Sunday to him. Jason, any like major leans, anything you're really going with here? So let's, let's, let's take the old man's lean here and let's wrap it in with Philly and Carolina. Let's do a little money line, round robin, parlay those three. That'll pay out a nice little coin on a, a little bit of dollars. Um, I like the Steelers. I just think that uh, this bad situation for Las Vegas. I don't think Las Vegas is horrible, but I also don't think there's kind of as good as they flashed on Monday night. Uh, I like Miami um, getting the points. I kind of like the under in that game, but we'll see. Um, Philly, I like that a lot. I like that money line as well. KC, take it to the bank. And I'm, I'm not a Chiefs fan by any means, but Baltimore just does not have the recipe to beat the Chiefs. Um, like the Rams on the road and kind of a hold your nose goes against everything I believe in game. Uh, and I also like Arizona Lane a four at home against a Vikings team that just doesn't have enough to get it done. And same with the Chargers, like them laying the three there. I think it's a game of sevens, and I think they'll score the final seven to win that thing. All right, so my lanes right now, straight plays, straight plays. I like Carolina Panthers plus the three and a half. I'm also leaning the Chicago Bears at minus one and a half. My teasers, I'm looking at four right now, staring at me, talking to me, saying, Teaser King, please play me, and I think I'm going to. I love the Texans up to 19 and a half, matching it with the Atlanta Falcons at 18 and a half. I love the Pittsburgh Steelers down to about a minus a half or a pick them, and I like matching them up with Seattle doing the same thing there as like a pick them. Uh, New England, I love them in a pick them in a teaser. And I'm matching that maybe with the Denver Broncos as a six-point teaser. The um, one that I'm still kind of – now, those, again, are leans, but, man, they're they're going in a very positive direction. They're for the mm-hmm. city there, man. Uh, the only one – I do have a teaser. I love the Eagles up to plus nine. Now, who am I matching this with? I did have – I like the Vikings, but, man, Jason, again, a lot of injuries there. You brought it up on the show. Maybe the Colts. I might replace the Vikings with the Colts. I got some thinking to do here in a little bit. And then I always like a three-team money line parlay. I was so close last week, 0-1 on the season, but Minnesota let me down. I like this week, I like the Steelers, Seattle, and the Chargers money line parlay. And hopefully that can pay a little money out and I can um, keep the winning seven and five coming into week two. I'm seven and five because I need it. My college football right now 
is not on fire. I need you today. I need the NFL. Do something good for me, NFL. But hopefully we provided you some great info. We had a couple of people said, man, where's your NFL show? So here it is. And we're going to get it out. And we hope everybody has a fantastic day. Jason, anything to add before we go? No, I think, uh, you know, let us know if you like these NFL shows. We are more than willing to get up at the crack of dawn on a Sunday to give you some info so you can enjoy your uh, Sunday afternoon. And we promise to do better at college. That's all we can say, man. College is wacky, (laughs) wacky. But everybody have a great Sunday. Find those winners. Win some money. Enjoy the beautiful weather. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and be sure to follow at Notebook Wagering. Until next time.